All right, guys, we have Samir on the podcast this week. So, Samir, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on, guys? This is Samir from uh, Formidable Training. I've been um, in the personal training industry for like the last eight, nine years. Um, did a lot of sports when I was younger, man. Got into martial arts at a young age, track and field, boxed uh, for a few years too. I've right? just been active my whole life. Um, which led me into personal training because I've always had a passion for fitness and it just yep. naturally gravitated towards it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, man. So uh, basically my expertise with my clients is generally like, I like to focus on uh, improving their, the quality of their lifestyle and their habits and getting them stronger and less injury free. Yeah. That's all good. Um, so where did you get started as a trainer? Cause I know you've been in this for a long time. Yeah, uh, so I first started at the Good Life location in Score One. I was a member there initially. Yeah. Right, and then um, I used to work out there consistently, and then I I kind of made like friends with some of the trainers there, and I kind and I noticed I'm like, hey, these guys, uh, they look like they're having a good time. You know, they're they're making a living off of something they're passionate about, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, why the hell don't I apply? Yeah, that's right. I, I I kept harassing the manager. <laughs> You know, like I kept talking to the guy. I'm like, hey, man, like I give him my resume. And then like every time I bump into this guy, I'm like, hey, man, well, what's the verdict? You're going to hire me? You're going to hire me? I was I was I was so fucking excited about it, man. And then uh, boom, yeah. man, this guy was like, I'm going to hire you just so that you get off my ass. <laughs> and been at it ever since, man. Nice. Um, so have you always worked at a commercial gym or I know you switched now to like a freelance type thing. So how did that kind of come about? Yeah, so um Good life, yeah, commercial gym, right? That's where I started. And then I went to a private-owned gym called Habitual Fitness. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've heard of it, right? Yeah, Yeah, I heard of it. So I worked there the longest. I worked there for like four four years. Oh, wow. Yeah, a long fucking time. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeah. A lot different than a commercial gym. Mm. Yeah. But you know what? Working at a commercial gym had its perks, obviously, right? You kind of learn the game and learn how to hustle and... You know, get get your business started, right? So, I'm oh, not, yeah. uh, working there was a little bit more relaxed. And then from habitual, I left habitual around like 2018, mm-hmm. and then went to Wind Fitness. Worked there mm-hmm. for two years until mm. this fucking outbreak happened, and here we are. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're gonna talk a little bit of like nutrition and lifestyle coaching, right? So, how do you kind of implement that with your clients? Is that like a big part of your personal training? It is because um, most of the times that most people I meet are generally um, gen pop people that are trying Mm. to improve their body composition and their health. Yeah. Right. Fat loss and all that too. Right. So I'm, I spend a good amount of time with myself learning how to like learning and understanding nutrition. Mm -hmm. So it all started when I met a buddy of mine, Rob. Mm -hmm. And um, he's the first guy that kind of like got me introduced to like, tracking calories and yep. all that before yeah. it was a thing yeah okay right so then i started like i hired a nutritionist and he gave me a very generic meal plan mm-hmm. i tried it i got great results but then afterwards i'm just like hey i didn't learn anything yeah i'm like okay so like what i do when i'm off with like i really have not learned anything mm-hmm. okay right so from then on i started doing a lot of my own research right and then um i hired an a coach mm. and i learned a lot from that itself i bought a whole bunch of books 
And then yeah. from then on, like I really had a good grasp of like nutrition mm-hmm. and the lifestyle and everything you do to kind of like put it all together. Yeah. Okay. And I started with myself as my own guinea pig. So I tried to, mm-hmm. I gave myself a goal to get into like single digit body fats and yeah. I did. Oh, wow. And then right? like, you kind of learn from that practically. And then how do you, did you kind of then start shifting that to your clients? Like, how do you? Yeah. So uh, once I got like very mm-hmm. comfortable with it too, right. Then I was like, okay, like I'll have a client approach me and they're like, Hey, I, I want to lose X amount of weight. You know, you, you still gotta like give them realistic expectations. Yep. A lot of people mm-hmm. think you kind of like they hire a trainer, you snap your fingers and fat loss yeah. goes up with it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you basically have to fine tune their lifestyle, revamp yep. it, and slowly get it better and better mm-hmm. so that it becomes a more of a seamless ways of like them doing it without them kind of like really struggling with it, right? I find that that's like the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. how would you go about kind of doing that for a client? Like, do you do macro counting or is this like habit kind of like stacking, they would call it? Or is uh, it both, right? Nature? Yeah, I, I do both, right? Because mm-hmm. like some people just don't want to track calories. Which is fine. Right? Like, yeah, yeah you don't need to track calories to lose fat. Mm-hmm. But tracking calories, I would say, is like Easier. an important tool to learn. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would recommend everybody to just learn it just so that mm-hmm. they could kind of have an idea of like, how many like they could kind of like eyeball it a little bit consuming a little bit yeah exactly right yeah. so i would like always recommend like clients to learn how to do it but if i see that they're kind of like it stresses them out and this mm-hmm. and that then i try to work on their lifestyle and their habits more yeah so then i'll ask them questions i'm like okay so do you have a step counter mm-hmm. they're like no okay start with that and then yeah. i kind of see how many steps they're getting in a day like if it's super low let's say this person is averaging a thousand steps a day. And hmm. I, I mean, dude, I've dealt with people like that, right? There's like you know, a lot so, of them actually. Yeah. You know, a thousand steps a day. So this basic person is basically just walking from her bedroom to her washroom, just <laughs> like in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll work on improving that. So I'm like, can you realistically do 4,000 to start? Hmm. They're like, sure. We start doing that. All right. And then from there, I'm like, okay, so what, how's your nutrition look like in a day? They're like, oh, I like to bake a lot. Mm-hmm. I eat out a lot, this and that. Right? So I'm like, okay, can you replace that with real foods to start? They're like, sure. Right? So already they've probably kind of created a deficit by increasing their calories out, by walking mm-hmm. a little bit more, yep. and by decreasing their intake by eating more whole foods, which mm-hmm. gets you a higher thermogenic effect too, and you feel fuller so you don't overeat. Yeah. And then we monitor it from there and then make like maybe small increment changes mm-hmm. of improvements yeah. on top of that, right? So, okay, okay. like 4,000 becomes easy. Let's try doing 6,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you, how many meals are you having in a day? Are you skipping breakfast? Are you trying to get adequate protein with every meal? We work on improving those, mm-hmm. right? And then um, one of the easiest ways to kind of do it, like I find that works with clients is, Tell them to eat like the same amount of meals and portions every day. Mm. Right. So that's kind of like tracking minus the tracking. Yeah. So it's a way to control it without. Yeah, I do it too. You like control the client's intake and you manipulate it without them actually like tracking it. Yeah. So it's like a less stressful way of tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, like, okay, I'm like, here, just have like one cup of rice, Mm -hmm. you know, X amount. And then you kind of monitor their weight. Like, okay, how's it going? And then if their weight loss stalls, I ask them mm-hmm. the questions, right? Like we, me and you do that too, right? I'm like, yeah. okay, so why did your weight loss stall? Have you fall, mm-hmm. fallen off with your diet? 
-hmm. has your um, steps fallen off? Are you mm -hmm. more sedentary? If they say no, then generally speaking, we I either make them walk a little bit more mm -hmm. or decrease their intake, food intake a little bit more or both. Okay. Um, what do you do if that doesn't work? Like, let's say you decrease, say they're actually doing it, right? That's the one thing you also got to take into account if they're not actually doing it, right? But say they are, and maybe there's like something else going on. What would you do at that point with a client? Well, th there could be other like factors mm. th that could happen too, right? So yeah. um, are they not getting enough sleep? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But, you know, you, you know, it's like sometimes like their sleep falls off mm -hmm. and then, you, you, you know, they just start moving less and whatnot. And um, sorry, this thing just, yeah. So like, yeah. So basically, like I'll ask them if their sleep has been irregular, this that, because like if somebody's not sleeping well, like the, there could be a spike in water weight and all that too. Yeah, some sort of water retention. Um, how often would you get people to kind of check their weight? I prefer people to generally check it like every day, mm -hmm. like first uh, thing in the morning after mm -hmm. using the washroom. Yeah, just because there's there's water weight fluctuation, right? I find yeah. that um, if you check right, it once a week, yeah. Right. If you check it once a week, so let's say you weigh like 180 pounds, mm -hmm. right? And like you, you check your check-in dates like every Friday. So let's say you're 180 pounds. You check yourself on Monday. Okay, 180. Then you, then you, you could have stepped on the scale Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. and you would have been like let's say mm -hmm. 178. Yeah. Then you, you just miss those days, and then you step on Friday, and for mm -hmm. some reason that day you're probably holding more water weight. Mm -hmm. And then you're probably 182. Whereas if you would have checked before, you would have noticed a trend that yeah. your weight is lower. So I like to do it as collecting data and like seeing the daily average, right? Okay. Um, how important is the scale weight in your opinion? Because I know there's a lot of like interesting like topics on that. Some people say that it's absolute garbage. It's not a good measure. I think it's a decent measure, but I think it's like how the client understands it as well, right? Yeah. People have an emotional attachment like, to, to the number they see, right? Mm -hmm. And like, um, but I, I think it's very important, right? I mean, if fat loss is the goal, the trend has to go downwards. Mm -hmm. That makes right? sense. Right? No, like, re regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, measurements and all that are important too. Mm -hmm. But at some point, your weight does have to come down. That's when you know, okay, yep. like, what we're we doing is working. Mm -hmm. Right? So I do think, yes, it's an, definitely an important tool, right? And like, if you are skipping it, there's a high likelihood, like, you know, you're fucking up. Yeah. I find that that's like, that's usually what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, Pe people know. Okay. Um, do you use like circumferences and stuff as a way to like get like a baseline or not? As I do much? it as a baseline. Yeah, yeah. But like when I, um, when I initially like, mm -hmm. like meet up with the client and whatnot, we do our, we do do measurements. Yeah. Right. And then we do like weekly measurements and all that mm -hmm. right on top of like daily weigh-ins. Some people can't handle the daily win, so I tell them yeah. at least try to do it like every other day. Yeah, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like at least it has there has to be some frequency to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, just to get get the average, right? Because I've seen them get stressed out when, like, they do it once a week and then that they have that spike in water weight. Yeah, and it's that day, and they get upset because they. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh fuck it, this thing's not working," and then they quit. Yeah, I find the scale can be a little bit interesting if they're not doing it often. Um, yeah, so, I mean, our job is to kind of keep them, like, level-headed mm -hmm. and in line, yep. right? Because, like, mm -hmm. me and you, 
we know from experience that water weight fluctuations happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. yep. No matter how good your nutrition is, mm -hmm. me and you will have like spikes in water weight. High level athletes will have it, mm -hmm. right? Women will have it more so than men would. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more stressful for them. Right. So uh, our job is to, yeah, like, okay, like this is what's happening. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times they'll like go back to reverting to their old habits of splurging, mm -hmm. emotional eating. And yep. our job is to prevent that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, how would you build up like the consistency in a client? Like, say you take them from nothing. I know we talked about like what we would do, but then like, how do you build up consistency with the client? Like, what are some things that you would use to keep them? on track obviously part of it is them themselves right but what would you do i i do i check in on my clients a lot mm -hmm. right so like um like i'll shoot them messages like almost like every day every other day or mm -hmm. multiple times in a week i'm like hey how's it going are you getting your steps in make sure yeah. to get your steps in mm -hmm. how's the eating make sure to step on the scale just friendly reminders yeah Right. I tell them to send me their stats via mm -hmm. via email or via text message consistently. Yeah. Right. Um, programming. I do send them a program three, four times a week, depending on the frequency. And then I do go over it quite mm -hmm. a bit, too, to make sure that they're getting their own workouts. Yep. OK. So, right? so that, that generally like, you know, when um, you have somebody kind of watching over you, it keeps them more mm -hmm. accountable. I find. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they appreciate that, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely going to keep them in the loop more. Um, it's definitely one of the ways you can do it. Um, it, it seems to work really well for you. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. going to work. Um, hey, what about you, man? What do you do? What do I do with clients? Um, yeah. Generally the same thing. Um, I usually actually, well, cause I'm doing some online stuff. I have like set up systems a little bit too. So I have like a, a weekly like Google drive thing. So they have like a whole check-in thing. And they have like a questionnaire and then like every probably like once or twice a week, depending on the client, I'll send them a text. Some of them, I do a lot of powerlifting. So a lot of them actually send me messages like fairly regularly anyways. Yeah. So I just interact with them through that. Cause a lot of that is just technical feedback, like pretty much every workout. For sure. Anyways, like just like, Hey, like, does this look like proper? I'm like, yeah. Or, you know, no, fix this, fix that. Okay. How's your recovery? Right. If something's not going well, if it looks weaker, then I ask them some yeah, questions. It's more more performance-based, right? Yeah, for them, it's more performance-based. And then the regular PT client is just a, a text message on a fairly regular basis. And then the the check-in weekly kind of questionnaires and shit seems to help a lot in keeping them. It lets, makes them think about it. And I'll like have like specific questions for each client, depending on what the client's goal is or what they're trying to do. Yeah, so, so like on a scale of one to ten, how was your sleep? How was your nutrition? Things like that, stuff. right? And then like some psychology stuff, like okay, how do you feel this week went? What did you do well this week? What's something you felt like you could do better, right? And then maybe something if I know certain clients struggles with something, or I know that there's something that they're working on. Generally, I might throw that question into it. So I usually have like two or three questions that are like customized to what we're working on, just to nice. keep their headspace into it. And then that's kind of, and then I'll do like a weekly call usually for the client. I find that works a little bit better than the text, but it takes up a little bit more time. So it just depends on how much time I can spend. Yeah. I'm have available. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's a better way to do it too. Just call them and mm. you know, they, they'd appreciate the fact that you kind of went on your way to call them too. Right? Yeah. 
right now it's easier, right? Like when I see them all the time in person, it's right. When things are open, that's makes it a lot easier too. Right. Cause then they're, they're already yeah, there. Cause you're, you're there and you could like see, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in there. So that, that's one thing I also do is that um, if a client is heavily into tracking, then if I'm there in person with them, I'll be like, Hey, can I go over your, my fitness pal? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's one thing too, right. Is that um, mo- most of the times if somebody is not losing weight there's something going on in their lifestyle that's mm-hmm. making them not lose weight and, I, and i've uh, I, I, and like you know when you j- ask them the right questions you will find yeah. out what it is a oh, lot yeah. of times they like people are not like 100 percent honest about what their their efforts and all that too oh, right? they'll be like yeah 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 i'm tracking 100 percent. i'm like oh yeah really they're mm-hmm. like yeah i'm like let me see your my fitness pal and they haven't tracked for a month yeah. Or like a week or two, right? And I'm like, how are you telling me you're compliant? And then mm. like, you haven't even been tracking. Yeah, that happens. Um, I think it's just like consistently staying on them really from our part is all we can do yeah. with that. Um, I think sometimes clients need to be also like, I think they learn this over time, but some people have unrealistic expectations of what they can do, right? Or even Yeah, for they, sure, man. Or even like they might not even like really have like I've had this before where they're not they're not like solid on what they want to do. Right. So I think yeah. a lot of times people expect the trainer to just figure it out for them, but it's like you gotta kinda wanna do it. Yeah, for sure, man. Or like yeah, like in terms of uh being unrealistic, right? Because um mm-hmm. you'll meet somebody that's like a like never worked out in their lives and they're like Hey man, I saw this cool video of somebody doing a clean or a deadlift or, or mm. bi- like a barbell squat. And they're yep. like, yeah, I want you to show me this. And I'm like, man, <laughs> you can't even squat your own body weight right now, man. I can't show you that. And then it kind of discourages them. Right. And I'm like, yep. dude, like you got to learn, man. You're, you're trying to go from like freaking kindergarten to like university <laughs> level. Like, no, it doesn't work that way, man. Nope. The people are like very impatient and like in terms of, Hmm. getting the results you want yes you, you know the the hair does not win hmm. you know it's slow and steady wins the race oh yeah um and i think just like it's just a lot of people don't realize how long it would actually take sometimes to get the goals that they want when it's like, a long freaking time man well i mean i think part of it is they're just not into it like as we are right so they don't understand it as well so i think like too like also when they look on social media or they see coaches selling things sometimes think it gives them like a warped sense of like because they see the result they don't know how long it took a lot of times it's not specified yeah i find like you know they have a picture of like a model that's been like training for 10 years plus but they show like like three weeks abs yeah right and i'm like dude like you're really gonna buy that man i'm like this guy in this picture has been working out his whole freaking life yeah but then it says only 12 weeks and people like oh well i can get there in 12 weeks (laughs) yeah man and you know it's like our industry like it kind of it's kind of fucked up too right and that like there's also like all these trainers out there that are like throwing these like one week challenges or like one month challenges Mm. and and uh, you know and then it it sets these um like crazy expectations from people right they're like oh yeah one month challenge i'm gonna do like you know i'm gonna lose all this Mm. weight da 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 and then like dude like how about how about you just challenge yourself to do this for the rest of your life? Like, and nothing, yeah. nothing comes easy, you know. I think like there's a benefit to doing them if they're done with the right intention, right? So it's all about intention and delivery, in my opinion, with like the, how trainers do things, because I think there's a lot of like lack of integrity 
mm-hmm. in the industry. I think you see it too a lot. Like I think we're some of the like the more like veteran trainers that have been around and we're like we know our shit. So we're not like bullshitting people. Um, but yeah. I think there's a lot of it where it's like because I'll look at other trainers, like I said, I've done some challenges here and there, but I make it very clear, like, okay, this is 30 days, and I I market it as like I'm not trying to make them lose a ton of weight. I'm like, you're just getting started on like building some healthy habits so you can actually like maybe take this to do something for yourself down the road. And I think when they put it like that, it'd be better. Cause I think then people yeah, kind of, kind of like to kickstart their journey. Right. Yeah. It's like, what, how do you display the information? It's not necessarily what they're displaying. It's almost like how they do it. Right. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. That's like I, I, I still see like some veteran trainers out there that are, mm. you, you know, they're out there like selling all these like sketchy supplements. Um, What's the one that I'm always making fun of? Uh, there's a few. Uh, I mean, there's like isogenics there's like uh there's a bunch of them there's like a bunch of like vegan ones isogenics is the one i know the most yeah there's another one that's like really popular man fuck man it's like in the back of my mind i can't even think about it man like i see all these trainers promoting it trainers hmm. yeah I, I i can't remember which one it is now yeah uh, damn man can't think of it man but you know, people are like, yeah, you know, take this supplement. You're going to lose X amount of weight. They got all these pictures. Mm. And I'm like, dude, you're basically just drinking, like, drinking water. Of course, you're going to fucking lose weight, man. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you water. know, you just spend like a hundred bucks just on like, like drinking something that you could have just like spent that money elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just not have eaten at all and gotten the same mm. results. That's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, the supplement thing is always just a little bit different and then it's, it's also like if you monetize things and like personal training isn't really like regulated right so it's a little bit different so like i'm trying to get my like registered kin designation nice. kin in school right so some of the things i'm learning is like um there's a lot of things that trainers do that like if they were in a regulated profession they, they just wouldn't fly um so it's very interesting to see like it's hope like, I don't think it will ever become regulated, but I think it would clean it up a little bit. I think there's too much money to be had from people that are being. Yeah. So. And as long as there's like a lot of freelance trainers, I don't know how much they can regulate things anyways. No. Plus, like, I don't think the corporate gyms really want it regulated too much either. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they themselves like sell a lot of supplements too, right? I remember when I worked at um, hmm. the commercial gyms, they'll always have somebody in there selling like some kind of like fat loss tea or whatever the hell yeah well i also think like also too from like the standard of like trainers and stuff it also limits how who they can hire and how they can hire them right yeah if the standard of the certifications are raised and they're no longer allowed to have their own certifications then you know they it starts cutting down on who they can hire right it also probably means they're gonna have to pay people a little bit more yeah yeah so that that's a that's the tricky part too right because um like anybody can become a personal trainer yeah doesn't mean right? it should, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and like me and you, we've been doing it for a long time and we, we've seen like a lot of people hmm. come and go. Yeah. Well, I also think it's weird because there's different like paths to becoming one. And it's not like other things where there's like, cause you have some people that are hyper educated and then you have people that like have no background in it. Like as far as education, right. You have background yeah. like yourself and, and working out. Right. And you talk yeah. yourself, but you don't have like a, per se, like the traditional education approach. And to me, that doesn't matter. But I know there are a lot of trainers, especially on the education side of things, when they have it, they think that that's all that matters. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to me, man. Like I've, I've, uh, like I've had no formal education. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like I went and did my cert, but I've, I'm a very curious individual, and I've, mm-hmm. like, I'm consistently studying. I'm doing certifications yeah. all the time, and I'm always doing reading, right? But you know, like some of the worst trainers I've ever met have, like, a lot of <laughs> I education. Know. I know. And I'm like, okay, like you have all this education, and like your client in front of you is doing a Romanian deadlift with like a totally rounded back and you're like not even fixing that. Yeah. I think I can speak on that a little bit because I went through the schooling process and like I hung out with a lot of people in the schooling pro. A lot of it is like, there's an entitlement to them. Um, yeah. They're like, they- Oh, I got this education. I know. Yeah. They also feel like they should be paid. Right. Because they invested, they call it invested. Um mm-hmm. There's, but like you, if you invest in courses, I think it's the same. I think it's just like you have to have a willingness to like build your education. I don't necessarily sure. think it has to be like in the traditional in institutional sense. Um, for me, I went that route because I wanted to be a strength coach originally, mm-hmm. um, and then I just realized you, you can't make you can make money. I guess it's just like it's very difficult to make money as like just a strength coach for athletes. Yeah, you got to diversify a little bit, right? Yeah, especially in Canada. Um, so I found my niche, the powerlifting, and then like the general population personal training. I just really like it. So I just kind of went in that route. But the, the sports teams were very hard to get into. Um, I was making like minimum wage or less. Damn. Being free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the, the, the entry level in there is very high. Um, it's like the complete opposite to personal training where, you know, most jobs, like, you don't, you can't get as a strength coach unless you got a, your, the minimum is like your kin and your CSCS, but anything like higher level where like, you're looking at getting paid like 50 bucks an hour, 60 bucks an hour, you know, working even like hundred plus K salary jobs, you have to have your PhD or master's degree. Um, yeah. So it was, it was quite interesting. I learned a lot. I think it raised my standard. So basically I didn't really have to do much learning once I got into personal training, as far as like how to train people, like how to train. Um, it was more just like the psychology of like general population. That, that's what it is, right? Like everybody like has a, has a why, mm-hmm. right? You, you figure like some, everybody, like somebody's why it makes the, them get into the goal a lot easier. I find. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and what, what works for them, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes like find out what triggers the them and this and that, and then oh, kind of yeah. like ease their way into it mm-hmm. and slowly re- change their like habits and their lifestyle, right? Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit to get into their why, but you know, once you get into it, it it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it can sometimes it can get very difficult, and then when you do sometimes find out what their why is, it's kind of like at that point they've given up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that too, right? Yeah. When they're like that one one individual that never really like half asses it all the time, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they come in one day and they're like, "Oh, da 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 da, this is this has been my goal, da 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 da." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "So how come you've never like told me this from the get go? Like you were always mm-hmm. like so like gray about everything." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just like it just happens, you know. It's not any fault of the trainer. I mean, it's kind of just like how it goes, right? Some people, it's just 
is just like it's harder for them to open up about it which you know eventually it will come but you know not everyone clients gonna tell you everything right on the consultation i find no no for sure man you know it's um when it comes to like training people like it's uh takes two to tango right oh yeah yeah right it's not just like you hire a trainer (laughs) and like all your problems just magically go away like it's Hmm. uh it's it's really on the individual too oh yeah yeah it's definitely one of those things that it's very individual based um is there any like sort of like things you've noticed in nutrition that like generally work for most people like as far as like habits or even like just like approaches or styles of dieting i guess you could even call it i uh and and from my own experience i find that flexible dieting is Mm -hmm. like the most realistic way for most people to do it i like i'm not a fan of like you know telling somebody oh you can't like eat ice cream and cookies for the rest of your life it's like not Mm -hmm. realistic at all but if you can fit it in your yeah like if you can fit it in your caloric budget is what i like to say Mm -hmm. you could always like eat that in moderation and still get in phenomenal shape oh yeah but that also is client specific because there's certain personalities that can't just eat that one cookie no (laughs) right and those are the kind of clients where i'm just like "Uh, you're better off just not doing that because you know they'll Mm -hmm. just binge they'll eat the whole box (laughs) yeah they'll eat the whole box right so yeah like just like we were talking about earlier like Mm. everything becomes very individualized Mm -hmm. in that sense right but i find that flexible dieting is probably the most realistic Mm. way of doing it whereas like you eat a good amount of carbs fats protein Mm -hmm. right and then if you want to go out and have that one fun meal yeah as long as like you don't go off the rock Mm -hmm. like yeah, you could get pretty good results. Like that's what I'm also doing currently, right? Like mm. I've um I was eating out a lot. Yeah. Like every day. Mm. <laughs> right. And then my weight was going up. Like my I was eating out every day. Mm. I my step count went down. Yeah. And then my weight was creeping up, creeping up. I started feeling sluggish. And then and then I'm like, okay, enough is enough, right? So like now that I'm home all the time, I just cook everything at home. Yeah. I uh eat out only once a week. Mm. And I'm going out for a lot of walks. I still have the same like four times a week strength training that I do. Right. And like my weight's coming down and I feel, and I feel amazing. Right. So like, this is like the kind of, like you just change your habits. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I like to tell clients too. I'm like, listen, man, like just try to like, don't be so focused on your goals. Yeah. Right. Like don't, don't be like, I need to lose 10 pounds in a month or whatever. Right. Just focus on improving mm. your habits, yeah. right? Slowly and surely, it's like the compound interest, right? Like yeah. it, it makes a like long-term change mm-hmm. yeah. without you yeah. even noticing. Like, you, you know, you change your lifestyle around within like, you know, two weeks, three weeks. You're like, oh shit, like I'm not even trying. Like I'm down like seven pounds, five pounds. Yeah, it makes it easier mentally too for the client or even for yourself, right? Because then it's like, oh. Yeah, you're not stressing about it, man. You're not feel, yeah. You don't feel like you're dieting. Well, there's no disappointment either when like you don't lose like you know say you like in your head it's like oh i have to lose five or six pounds every month but then they lose like three and a half yeah yeah, yeah you become more you, you become like very chill about it you just like yeah. you do the right things mm-hmm. right and then the right things happen yeah exactly right right yeah. like th- that that's what it is man it's just like just do them daily yeah right do do your best take it one day at a time like i i like to just take it one day at a time i'm like okay today i'm gonna make it a good day yep. i'm gonna do what i've been doing mm-hmm. what also helps i find is to have a checklist yeah right so 
make a checklist of things that you want to do daily. Like if a client has terrible sleep, write it down. Be like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 10 p.m. instead of like 2 a.m. like they do. Mm. Right? I, uh, people work a lot better when they hold themselves accountable. They see it in mm. writing. They check mark it. They're like, okay, this is my task. This is what I'm going to do. As opposed to, uh, I'm going to work on it. Yeah, that it's it, it's very true. Like it has to be either like written down. So a lot of people does have to be written down in the beginning, but then yeah. time you get used to it, right? And yeah, like you do your weekly check-ins. It's the same thing, yeah. really. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like yeah. people, it's like it's hard for them to do it themselves, but that's the best way to get them going. But yeah, going back to like the, the kind of like building on it a little bit, like, yeah, like if you have a client and like they're very focused on like their weight, I find like it helps, especially too, because then they just build on that. And then like over time, like, because it does take time, especially in the beginning for them sometimes to lose a little bit of weight, especially like to feel it or see the difference. Then like, Yeah, for sure. Because like, yeah. um, it's also like the workouts are very like they're, and there's no intensity in the beginning because they're kind of like learning everything. Yep, exactly. Right. So they're, they're not like burning a lot of calories on top of that too. Right. No. So you, then you just got to make sure they know, like it's realistic to like take your time with it. Plus like the body adapts a little bit slower than I think people realize at times. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Like it's like the expectations part once again. Right. Yeah. So I guess how, I guess another question for you is like, how do you go about goal setting? Like, do you just kind of just ask the questions? Like, I know there's different, like, psychological ways to do it. But, like, how do you kind of go about it? Yeah, I ask them questions, right? So, when I initially, like, consult with the client, I'm like, okay, so they tell me, they're like, hey, I want to lose, like, 40 pounds. I'm like, okay, why do you want to lose 40 pounds? Mm -hmm. Right? You, you definitely want to know that, yep. right? <laughs> um, when do you want to lose 40 pounds by... You know, they be, and then you kind of like, that's when you have like expectations and then you kind of let them know how, it, how realistically it goes. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if somebody's like, yeah, I want to lose 40 pounds in like a month, I'm like, uh, that's kind of, it's not going to really happen. No. Yeah. That right. <laughs> like unless, unless like you, you go to a starvation camp or something, but like, there's no way. Like, and I don't think unless you're like really big. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And then um, you also want to like ask them about their previous eating habits, what their yeah. current habits are, if they're currently working out, history of yeah. working out, injuries, all that stuff. And then you base their their programming and everything around mm -hmm. what they tell you. Yep, exactly. That makes sense. Right. Of so, yeah. So like, if if somebody has a, an unrealistic goal, then you kind of go mm -hmm. over with them that okay, so if you want to lose forty pounds and you want to have a very aesthetic body at the end of the 40 pounds, then you need to kind of take your time because you want to retain muscle mass and all that and not have loose skin look. Mm -hmm. And then they're generally understand that they're like, Oh, okay. So yeah. there's consequences to doing it aggressively. Yeah. That makes right? sense. And then once they realize that, then they're like, okay, so how about eight months? And I'm like yeah. eight months, six to eight months is very realistic. Yeah. It's a lot better timeline than, yeah, like the slower you you do it, like it, oh, yeah. you know, basically with fat with fat loss, like you want to lose the most amount of fat eating the most amount of food. Mm -hmm. That that's when it becomes like relatively easier, right? And then, so you know, you got a lot of food to kind of play with, mm -hmm. and then you you know you slowly cut it down as like the weeks and months progress. Mm -hmm. That makes instead a lot of, of 
yeah, instead of like creating a huge aggressive deficit from the get-go, mm. which yeah, initially like you know the client would be happy to like yeah you know like I lost five pounds in a week this and that, yeah. but then once again they think that that's how it's going to be for mm. like the rest of the fat loss journey, and yeah. then they realize that oh I didn't lose five pounds this week mm. oh da 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 and then they start getting disappointment and then yeah. discouraged once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it comes back so, to a lot of like building up their like their habits and building up their like their I guess motivation or just like consistency um yeah what are like the top three things you would recommend to someone that's trying to like start to lose weight top three things hmm good question man so I would say strength train Mm -hmm. at least three four times a week okay and why, why strength training three to four times a week so strength training, okay, so ideally most people, like when they're trying to lose weight and all that, they, they want good body composition. Yeah, so how come not just cardio? I mean, I know the answer, and I think you do too. It's just for like people that may not necessarily know, right? Yeah, well, cardio, A, is not going to get you stronger. You're not going to be – so like strength training gets you resilient as well mm-hmm. too, right? Most of the people mm-hmm. we deal with have a lot of underlying injuries and issues. Yep. So strength training will help them become more resilient. Excessive amounts of cardio, like, yeah, you'll – lose a lot of weight, but mm-hmm. along the weight is also like your muscle mass, your, yep. the water weight and all that. Mm-hmm. So when you do lose like the 40 pounds from just doing cardio, you're not going to look your best. No. You're actually going to just look very fragile and weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably more prone to injuries and probably get a lot more injuries along the ways. If you're out there like jogging and running all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Right. So strength training, like that, that's what I always recommend people, right? I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so not only are you going to look better, but you're going to feel better. Your joints yep. and tendons, as long as you work out properly, yep. it's, it's going to improve. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So strength training is always my go-to, right? Yep. The, more muscle, the more muscle you have on your body, the higher thermogenic effect you have. So you're, you're burning more calories and rest than somebody that's just doing cardio all the time. Hmm. Yep. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And then yeah. what would be the other... Uh, number two is probably like the most overlooked thing that a lot of people think this doesn't even matter is your daily activity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Get your steps in. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like it's probably one of the most like overlooked things, man. Like people need to like, just go out and like, you know, take up a hobby or like mm-hmm. just get in the habit of walking around more. And that, that, that helps tremendously, dude. Like I can like, Every time I'm dieting or a client of mine is struggling with the diet and I look at their step count and I get it up, boom. The yeah. fat loss, the, 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 the fat just melts, man. Easy. Hmm. Right. And uh, number three, I would say is um, eat quality food. Hmm. Right. Lay, lay off like a lot of the processed foods, right? Like, you know, like if you're tracking your calories and like, you know, you, you're eating a tub of ice cream, Right. There's no fiber in there. It's not going to fill you up. It's just going to take up a lot of your calories. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then like you're left with nothing. And then it'll probably end up like just binging after anyways, because like eating that cup, a tub of like ice cream or whatnot did not even fill you up. Yeah. So I would recommend, yeah, like eat a lot of vegetables, a high fiber diet, protein mm-hmm. with every meal. Like, so basically number one, strength training, number two, daily activity, number three, like mm-hmm. check your nutrition. Yep. Eat a lot of real food. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. You do those, man, mm-hmm. chances are you'll get in pretty good shape. Oh, yeah. Consistently. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's just a matter of, like, doing it consistently, 
laying in those good habits, building up the lifestyle. Um, why do you think people are resistant to, I guess, making these changes? If they seem like so easy, then how come it seems to be so difficult for a lot of people to even just to get started? You know, it's easy in theory. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, fat loss is simple, right? It's basically yeah. calories in, calories out, really. Yeah. Right? But the journey itself is not easy. Well, that, that's where people are have a hard time with, right? Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of bad information out there too. Whereas like, you know, they're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, like, you know, you could lose fat, fat, like really aggressively, really easily, really fast. Mm -hmm. And then they realize that it's not, it's, it doesn't work that way, right? There, oh. you have to sacrifice. Yep. And mm -hmm. that that's where people have the hardest time where they're like, oh, like I actually got to give up, like, eating or drinking beer on the weekends all the time and eating out all the time. And, Oh, I actually got to work out more. I actually got to go out of my way and walk more. This, this, this is another reason, right? So you're basically, they're basically like their entire identity is like questioned and being changed, mm. especially if this individual has spent the last 30, 40 years, like not doing any of that. That's, yeah. that's quite a big change, man. Yeah, that is definitely a big change. Yeah, and change is, change is hard, man, especially if yeah. you spend, like, a majority of life, like, not doing any of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some barriers you find, like, people have, like, to getting started to, like, on their own fitness? Like, is it more, like, just their mental, like, outlook, or is it, like, a little bit more to it, usually? Yeah, a lot of it's mental, too, right? Mm -hmm. was, you know, some people just don't think that they can. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, they, they just, they don't, they just like, Oh man, I can't imagine myself as being like this fit mm. individual. Yep. And that, that's where like the whole identity thing mm. comes in. Whereas like they've made their identity as like a non-fit individual. Yep. So, right. Like I've been, uh, I'm actually reading this book called uh, atomic habits and uh, they actually talk about that. Yeah. Right. Like if you start identifying yourself, like, Hey, hey I'm a fit person. Like I, Mm -hmm. go to the gym yeah i train i'm gonna i'm gonna do what fit people mm -hmm. do emulate their habits yeah. that becomes your identity mm -hmm. that and that's yeah and then that then like the whole thing just becomes mm -hmm. like a lot easier because now you're no longer identifying yourself as this like mm -hmm. overweight obese individual you're identifying yourself as somebody yeah. that's hey like i'm a fit person mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense right, right yeah so that's when like you switch that that mental mental aspect of it in your in your brain yeah you get you, you get what i mean right yeah i get it yeah you're switching up the mental outlook everything gets into more of like a positive like mindset right the client is more focused on well yeah a lot of people do have like a defeatist or like it's just like a story that they tell themselves right and like yeah I'm, like the victim mentality too man i find yeah. hmm. like oh poor me i'm this i'm that like i'm so overweight and this and that and i'm like dude like that that's who you were you're here mm. now what are you yeah. going to do about it right yeah exactly it's just like i think a lot of it is like yeah like you said the identity i think is the big problem too because some people like that is like what they become right um and then they just kind of like they become like oh i'm fat and that's kind of like what i see myself as or whatever right so yeah i've actually um trained an individual and uh, she always had a hard time but she never listened to me, man. I'm just like, hey, are you willing to go out for more walks? Are you willing to change the way you eat? And she's like, no. Huh. And at some point, she even says, she's like, I've admitted the fact that 
I'm going to be just fat my whole life. And I'm like, I'm like, <clears throat> how are you going to say that, man? Like, yeah. dude, right. I'm like, no wonder you don't get any results. Yeah. That's like, that's your identity. Like you've mm. just, how can you change at that point? Yeah. I don't think you, I think with that, uh, I think they need to work with someone else <laughs> other than a trainer. Not a yeah. Trainer. A psychiatrist, man. <laughs> yeah. Most likely. Yeah, our, our jobs are tricky, man. You know, like can be very frustrating in that sense. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think like at that point, sometimes people just need to like work on themselves a little bit before they can even get to where it's, they it's yeah i mean people in general like me you whoever like we always need to work on ourselves yep right like you know like fat loss and you know that's like only one part of it right there's yep. also like a mm -hmm. lot more going on right yep. a lot of you know like some people think like hey man like i'll be happy when i just lose all this weight yeah not necessarily right? not, not not necessarily right i'll be happy when i get like, oh, when I get start making this much amount of money and this and that, right? Like, yes. no, right? So there's a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on in everyone's kind of space right now. Um, I think that's kind of it. I think we, we did a really good job covering the lifestyle and the habits. It's a little bit different, right? Because it's not really like science-based in a way. So it's hard to like fully, like you can't lay it out like a program, right? But we, I think you did a really good job and we both did a good job of like, summarizing it and kind of showing people how it kind of like relates to um their regular everyday kind of thing right um yeah make, make it easy and make it yeah. make it realistic for people right yeah of course so where can people find you on social media samir so my social my instagram name is formidable training yeah right yeah. so you can find me there yeah. posting up all my all my memes and my videos <laughs> yeah, yeah um do you have a website as well that people can look at or yes i do have a website it's uh formidable training.ca nice okay right? so... you could shoot me an email hit me up over there yeah yeah so anyone if you want to check samir out that's where you can find them um <clears throat> thank you again for coming on samir it was actually... thank you for having me man um yeah i think a lot of people will get some value out of this especially if they're looking to <clears throat> lose weight and get fit awesome man thank thanks for having me brother appreciate yeah, it always